0: really we're helping any type of business to create really simply create and send a beautiful and smart proposal allowing their clients to then really simply review sign and pay all in one place we like to say from proposal to paid in one place
1: welcome back to the raw take for ceos where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business and this is hosted by me dan And Steven, we'll give you our raw take on what's important for your business. Let's
0: get started. All right, happy second week of June.
1: Today is June 9th. June 9th, I just, uh, I had no idea. I just took a guess at that one. Yeah, today's June 9th. It's all about sales here on the Raw Take for CEOs. The last month we talked about marketing. Had some good conversations, kind of talked about our approach, some of the tools we use. Corey and John even talked to some, some of the customers customers that are we are working with on their marketing. So it was a fun month. But yeah, we're changing over to talk about sales. Yeah. And June for us is also customer appreciation month and we have some really great news on the marketing front that we're going to share with the audience. But today we do have a special guest, Sarah Courtney from Practice Ignition. So when we look at sales, right, we start off with lead gen, marketing, the nurturing pipeline, and then it's, um, you know, that's sort of all all about the hunt, right, if you will, to use that uh, analogy. And this month is kind of about the kill, right? Uh, You spent all that time generating the leads, nurturing them, selling your value proposition, communicating your value proposition. Mm-hmm. And now you've brought the customer to the table and uh, many companies, they suffer right here. It is either internally uh, a lot of handholding, uh, uh, process disparate yeah. systems, process, uh, but we found that practice ignition was such a beautiful, uh, tight bridge between the actual sales process and onto customer onboarding. So today we're going to have uh, practice ignition. On practice ignition is not just for accounting services or tax services. Yeah. So it, it is a system we use to help us with that in- engagement, even the, the payment collection, so some operational stuff internally. But uh, you know what we want to focus on, and, and they are in no way sponsoring this. Like this is just us. Like there, the, of all of our tech platform service providers, I have probably had the fewest complaints about practice ignition and the most. Uh, some of the most pra- praised because they really have just knocked it out of the park but it's not because of the operational efficiencies, though that's great what we want to talk about here today is more about what it does for the customer experience right yeah. because as we've grown as we've gone uh, up market to some degree you know we have uh, the customer persona looks different both who they are as as well as their history with us right there are less referrals more like cold inbound leads and therefore their expectations are probably a little bit higher And those first three months are more critical because you have less room for error, right? right? And let's face it, you know, in those first three months of a customer, those are probably where you're going to have most of your errors, right? Either because they did not give you the information or there's a misalignment in expectations. And so we've we've been investing in those first three months, customer experience, customer success, and practice ignition for us over the last four years has been a, a, a key. key part of that process. Totally. The other thing we want to talk about is, <clears throat> so last week uh, we sent out our newsletters to our customers, talking about customer appreciation. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, be having a couple of Cool events for mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the to. month of June. Also, uh, on June 15th, we're going to be calling up all of our customers. So something that we used to do back in, in corporate, sort of take one day out of the year and uh, split the customer list and um, and call all the customers and get the, the good, the bad, the ugly. So next week, we are going to be talking about post-sales. And we're going to have, uh, I believe, White Whale, Matt Murray. Uh, up in Burlington, and he's going to be talking about like the post-sale piece of that sales and marketing value stream. And then the following week, we're actually going to share with the audience, the good, the bad, the ugly that we learned on June 15th from talking to all of our customers, right? Uh, You know, we all like to get good feedback, you know, beautiful feedback pat on the back. It is hard to take critical feedback. But it is important because you know one of the things we talked about, about two months ago with customer success is that whole that whole uh, uh, um, strategy, if you will, kind of came out of a customer that said, hey, "Give us bad those- feedback," and they give us bad feedback by saying "adios," <laughs> and 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 that's like that's the you know you don't want to get to that point, right? So you want to get the voice of the market, you want to give the voice of your customer, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so that you can auto correct and self correct in, in the as you go down your, agree. the path of them. And then the other thing uh, we announced last week was we're officially launching our marketing as a service. And over the last five or six years, you know, we've shared with the audience and we've shared with our customers our own experiences around marketing. And uh, we're up to, I believe, four customers now on the marketing side, which is exciting. And that effort is being led by uh, John and Allison, Emlyn now, a new hire, and Corey. So we're excited about that and we see big opportunity to leverage what we already do for our customers so that's exciting yeah totally uh it's just a uh, part of like building things that the customers need yeah no wants, i'm totally stoked, stoked for that them because we're focused on the data piece right we're not focused on like blue sky we're not focused on hey we can get you a thousand followers Uh, We're going to increase your SEO from, you know, tenfold. That's not what this is about. It's about here's the data and here's the journey, right? Here's what the journey is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And in in the same way that we do for accounting and for finance as a service, like, you know, we can serve small customers. We can serve large customers because. Uh, we are not like on the ground trying to, to drive like x number of social posts, right? We're trying to drive rigor and cadence, and that comes with data, right? You, you get the feedback from the data, and it's 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 data, it's management framework that drives that rigor and that cadence. Cool. So let's bring Sarah in. Hey, Sarah.
2: Hi there. How we doing?
1: Good. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome. Glad to have you on board for the podcast. Thanks for thanks for doing it.
2: It's my pleasure.
1: I was talking to Sarah earlier and I said, we're going to approach this more through the lens of all of the reasons why we never wanted to use practice ignition, right, because it's actually an interesting journey and I was was kind of explaining to Sarah, uh, and I promise I'm not going to do all the talking, but a lot of times when business owners look at acquiring a new service or a new product or bring out a new vendor. You know, it's that equation, right? You have expenses and revenue. And we never make that decision through the lens of revenue, customer enchantment, right? Opportunity. We're always saying, okay, so how much is this gonna save me, right? Mm -hmm. And that was how we always looked at PI for the first two years until we had that leap of faith. And what we realized was, oh my God, Like, this is a beautiful thing. It helps our customers. It's a a great transition between that Mm -hmm. first sales call to signing that engagement agreement. So we're happy to have you guys on as part of our tech stack.
2: Yeah, excellent. I mean, I think just like you said, we want to provide a simple and seamless buying process for you, right? We want to ensure that you can have a a seamless experience in onboarding your customers to your your firm.
1: You know, I think... uh, PI has done a great great job of focusing on the the firm's needs as well as that of the customer, right? Uh, Because you you have made it a, a a more beautiful experience for the customer to go through that engagement process. And on the same side, for us internally, it's it's a platform that we you know we now manage all signatures all you know, payments through through this we're not we're not like juggling docu sign word documents that are you know templatized and need to be filled out it's a it's a beautiful thing and I'm so, not even sure what we would do without PI now right not that I want you guys to raise my uh, prices but, but they just because they did they become, did. They, did. <laughs> uh, they've, they've, they are an integral part of our tech stack but more importantly the marketing sales and onboarding there's just such a critical connective tissue mm-hmm. between onboarding and sales you no, know, i think your point of why didn't we do it and you know we did not want to have the expense for what we were uh, you know to replacing at the time but We've been on board for probably, what, four years now? We wouldn't replace it, right? I think, I think we prepaid for three years. We did, yeah. You know, thinking back to like, what is what is the, if we were to do the whole equation over again, it would be more about what is the customer experience? Not just what is it saving us, but what is it, what's it reducing? It's reducing risk, right? It's reducing risk around collections. It's reducing risk around that, you know, that customer mismatch of ex- expectations, right? We, we have more things to go back to, uh, more openness, communication with the customer. Best investment, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just uh, uh, I know you joined Price Ignition as as our kind of account. Uh, but you can correct me on the, on your title, um, but what what brought you to Price Ignition and what gets you amped every every day? And hopefully Ryan's watching,
0: listening. Been for about a year and a half um, as a senior account manager, and. You know, what brought me to practice ignition? I worked with another financial technology, another SaaS company called Xero. It's a small business accounting software prior to working at Practice Ignition. I worked there for six years. And that was that's what kind of brought me to um, seeing practice ignition. I got to know the team there really passionate intelligent group we have here at Practice Ignition. So I was excited about the team that was working here, but most importantly, really excited about how their technology was sort of innovating and disrupting in the accounting and bookkeeping space. So I um, was excited about the technology, the innovation, the kind of rapid growth of the company. So started about a year and a half ago at Practice Ignition and have loved being here. Yeah, it's been a great ride so far. And what is,
1: your, what is your role there at the company and how do you work yeah. with com- companies like ours?
2: Yeah, so technically my role is senior account manager. So I work with a number of our customers to help ensure they find success in using practice ignition to help ensure that they get value out of their investment. They get a return on their investment, you know. Practice Ignition users are paying a monthly subscription fee, and I want to make sure they get every piece of value they can out of the software. So um, that's my ultimate goal is just to provide a great experience and make sure that all of our customers have success in using PI.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting because PI, it tends to be a sticky product. I mean, once you start, once you get over that onboarding phase of creating your templates, I mean, you know better than I do because you're definitely more involved than I was. Yeah, no, the great, great feature rollouts, uh, you know, templatize your, your engagement letter. You, you can even have options, you know, in bronze, silver, and gold, if you want. Uh, so your customer can pick, be part of that journey of, again, that customer experience, right? For, you know, value-added services here, you know, do you want the, you know, the a thousand, two thousand, or $5,000 a month version of what, what we can offer you? You know, one, one thing that's, I've, Found interesting about Fast Ignition, um, and just to kind of give the, the listeners a little more kind of that foundational knowledge before we get into the fun stuff of like talking about why we think it like transforms the customer experience in that in that uh, in that journey, the sales sales journey. But uh, you know, you have focused on accounting, finance, bookkeeping firms. Other than that industry focus, there's nothing but the te- technology that's limiting you to that. I mean, we've we've referred you guys to. Customers in in the architectural space. We've you to customers uh, across the board, across the industries, and you know you're you're not focused on that. But there's nothing about the platform that necessarily limits you to working with just accounting and bookkeeping firms internally. Like what's the, what are those what are those conversations so that uh, the the listeners can get a better understanding.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've really kind of designed the product for accounting bookkeeping firms. We're not limited to that. We work with a ton of service providers across a number of different industries. I mean, really we're helping any type of business to create, really simply create and send a beautiful and smart proposal, allowing their clients to then really simply review, sign and pay all in one place. We like to say, from proposal to paid in one place. Certainly not limited to accountants and bookkeepers, but um, really designed to to nicely lay out your deliverables to make a great buying process for your customers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I was like, to your point, like review, sign, and pay. Right. That paid is a part that keeps going with the customer. Right. So I think one of the one of the good things about the cut that customer journey is you know you're they're, you're not passing them off from your engagement letter platform to your, your payment processing platform, and you're not introducing room for error, miscommunication, where do I go to pay this? You know, what happens? You know, we, we've we've invested in, in that in that process, especially over the last eight, 18 months from, you know, the, the generating those leads to through the first three months of that customer's experience with us. Like that's probably where we've spent um, yeah uh, an outsized piece of it. Cause once you get into that, just month in month out service provision, you know, thing, you, things are kind of like you're there, right? And it's really over that, like how do we go from that that uh, driving the marketing lead and setting their expectations, closing the deal. And as you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. like it's part it's marketing is all part of the hunt and, uh, you know, this is part of the, the kill, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it, it, today is about customer enchantment, but I'm curious, uh, you know, one of the things I liked about uh, the approach of practice ignition was the value-based pricing. How, how do you guys, like... How you go to market? Has that changed? Because you're dealing with like uh, evangelizers, if I will, of PI. So it's kind of unfair, but the average firm probably is not looking at PI the way we do. So how, how do you guys go to market today and sell and sell that value proposition?
2: Yeah, I guess kind of back to your earlier point, we strongly believe that providing a kind of simple payment cadence, a, a clear way to pay, a clear schedule for payment provides a great experience for your customers. So we've you know designed our platform to allow you to set any type of schedule for payment collection for your services.
1: And so, it, but you're still, you're still selling the, the service less of a opportunity cost and you're still focused on the payment, you know, things that are tangible, things that are like e- efficiency-based versus, Hey, this is actually a beautiful experience for your customer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely focused on the value. That's why we, we coach a lot of our customers too, to move into value-based pricing. Absolutely.
1: How much of your conversations with your accounts are are focused on that customer experience side of it right you know there's a lot of value to the the, the payment processing all in one place engagement agreements all of those that's things like right. low-hanging fruit. The first fruit that's value for us as your customer right for our customer the end user so to speak like how many of your conversations with your customers like firms like ours focus around around this piece of how does practice ignition help my customer
0: Yeah, I'd say a vast majority of our conversations focus around that. A vast majority of the content that we build is around that, too. How to provide provide a great customer experience by, you know, setting up a really clear expectation, a really clear deliverable on your proposal, by setting a clear pricing schedule for your customers, by, you know, using, like you mentioned, three options to provide your clients choice in, in their buying process. There's there's quite a few features and practice ignition that we think enhances that sort of initial experience, right? Like that's your that's your first experience with a prospect. That's your um, the the first time they get interact with you. So you want to make sure that that proposal looks professional and represents your company and your brand in a way that you feel good about. That isn't just a word proposal that you know may have spelling errors or you know doesn't have beautiful graphics like. You want that experience to be your first experience to be as beautiful as the experience that we know your firm provides to your customers month over month. Isn't it?
1: It's such a cool thing, like listening to you. Like we're all focused when we're selling and when we're marketing. We're so focused on selling our value proposition to our customer. You guys are in a position where we're actually selling our services not to Growth Lab but to Growth Lab's customer. And, and therefore like helping growth out companies like ours improve increase customer engagement customer enchantments I, I think that's a, a really cool sort of second derivative way of uh, selling but anyways that's just kind of a you yeah, know it totally is it's good it's good for business leaders to like think about that right because it's all about the customer journey you know you you, you want to increase your your, your revenue, your price, you want to increase your lifetime value with the customer, right? And that's what our, our motto is. We want to partner with our customers, be part of their management teams to help them grow, right? If we don't help them grow, then we are not, we're not necessarily doing them any favors, right? Yeah, we don't have any skin in the game when when we refer customers to PI or when we refer customers to any of our other tech stack. Although everybody's, you know, oh, we share revenue or or we'll give oh, you okay. discounts, right? Like, no, we don't want that. Like, we don't even, that to us is just like dirty. Like, we're trying to create an ecosystem here that uh, ultimately helps our customers be more successful so that therefore they'll be Longer term customers, right? What what, ha- what feedback have yeah. you gotten from the end user market, like direct to practice edition? I'm curious uh, if you if you've had any of those like official yeah. uh, uh, feedback loops.
0: Sure, you know we hear about that pretty regularly. I think like like often we hear just a great initial experience. Wow, this proposal looked beautiful. Wow, signing and accepting the proposal was super simple. Wow, this really helped show us what your services are actually going to be. I think like for accounting and bookkeeping firms, much like a lot of other service providers, you know, they're hiring you because you have the expertise that they don't have. They want the, your end users, want your expertise so they can continue to focus on building and growing their businesses. And, you know, practice ignition assists with that in a great way. So, yeah.
1: And I think it, it's, uh, it's a good thing to for CEOs to think about, right? Like, how do we, how do we, and we make that process smoother, right? Because it, it does provide a better customer experience. And as you were talking, I was just thinking back to the times before practice ignition, Dan, mm-hmm. when we let's let's be honest, we used to sit in front of the computer uh, for those high value customers. Uh, I remember one of the first times we we sold a, a sizable bookkeeping accounting package on a fixed fee basis. And we sat in front of that computer and wrote that email that took us like probably in, in, in total, we spent hours doing yeah. that. Right. Um, and it was worth it. Right. But part of that is getting us through that journey of what is value-based pricing? What is, what does it mean for us? How do we move customers that are used to the hourly model? Cause we had a portfolio of customers that were, that were there. Right. We didn't, we weren't, didn't have the, the benefit, so to speak, of, of starting de novo and just having beautiful processes procedures from the beginning. We inherited, uh, acquired a business that had, Customers that had right. long stated expectations. I think ultimately, like <clears throat> every business inherently has resource constraint, okay. right? And so you need to focus on the uh, value streams that drive the greatest value, that creates the greatest customer satisfaction, increases customer engagement, and channel. Because you, you can't you can't spread yourself too thin. So if you're spending twenty percent of your time on marketing right? But you're only spending 2% of your time on scoping out service service and engagement agreements because PI, just like HubSpot, it's not a silver bullet, right? It, it, it still requires a high level of touch. It's just the touch is redirected, not on, okay, collections, and, and engage, but focus more on What is this customer's needs and what can we provide? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that, Sarah.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, just like we talked about before, like displaying your services or deliverables in a way that are clear and concise, help to ensure that you set a good expectation with your customer on the services that you'll be providing for them month over month, help to set a good expectation of your value. Certainly.
1: So I made, I made the analogy, you know, uh, HubSpot practice ignition I'm sure there are plenty of customers that sign on to PI just like HubSpot and they're realizing, oh, this is actually a heavy lift. Like I actually have to throw resources at this. But that, that's the thing, It's not we're not putting it in place to save money or to cut corners or even call it streamlining, you know, because I always say, I can always throw bodies at the problem, right? What it does do is it creates a constant, consistent experience for all of our customers, not just that one first big customer that you spent two or three hours building out that engagement. Yeah, and it forces you to standardize across from, from marketing, the experience, the cross experience from the marketing team, even to the sales team, right? And. and and let's face it, for a lot of companies out there, you know, you have got a, a sales force, and they each have their own kind of way of doing things, right? And they're used to being forced into a CRM, right? If it if it does, if it's not in the CRM, it doesn't exist, right? We all know that saying, right? And so I think with with Practice Ignition too, or or you know, thinking about your sales process, how do you how do you standardize that process so that you know salesperson A and salesperson B and salesperson C don't have three dis- distinct like value communications with with the customer right uh price ignition you know does a good job of that being able to centralize more of that uh like kind of, kind of extending the crm to the the sales close process
0: yeah and you make a good point there is an investment in the front time wise right like just like with any technology the investment that you put on the front end will help with your success in that and using that software in the future and that's You know, that's part of what we focus on our customer experience that we're providing in those first 90 days, ensuring that all customers get their service library set up, get their deliverables clearly laid out that will make the most sense. So there is some time investment on the front end, much like there is with a lot of technology, but we really kind of hold our customers accountable to that time investment on the front end to ensure that then proposal building and the sales process is simple for them in the future. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so the customer success role at Practice Ignition, like many companies, cause we just, we had a, we had this same topic about a month ago, it's becoming a more critical, crucial part of the company, right? The, the foundation of the company, because as companies grow in scale, you know, you, you can't just run over to the CEO or the owner of the business, right? Uh, or to the salesperson. So this customer success role is one helping centralize customer communication, customer engagement, interaction, but more importantly, it's ensuring that the customer successfully utilizes, leverages your products or services. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And so Sarah, it when you left Zero to come to PI, was your background in customer success at zero? Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I did a variety of different customer success and account management roles there. So have sort of built my career on customer success. Yeah. Cool. Well, I got to
1: ask a personal question though. How's it working for Ryan?
2: <laughs> you know, Ryan's our all-star at practice ignition. Gosh, he's been working with the company for, I think, almost six years now and uh, has played a variety of different roles here too early on your contact at Practice Ignition, is that right? Yeah. Got you set up and rolling in Practice Ignition?
1: Yeah, I still slack him privately once in a while.
2: Let's
1: <laughs> see how he's doing. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what are you most excited about at Practice Ignition over the next uh, next three months, next six months?
2: Yeah, you know, we have some incredible feature enhancements that I think are going to be uh, big for our users. Um, Some long-asked-for features that I think will continue to help drive success for our customers, continue to help customers provide great value to their end users. So innovating certainly over the next few years, we're definitely continuing to grow as a company too and hiring on additional great passionate talent. So that's always fun to see growth in companies. Um, We certainly have lofty growth goals as I'm sure every company does. Know that we'll be achieving those and innovating in just an incredible way over the next year, yeah.
1: Sorry, to kind of go along those lines. So maybe I'm going to give you some some feedback where I would like to see Practice Ignition going.
2: Yes, I'd love if, to hear that. If
1: you kind of think about the things that we initially talked about, the payments, the engagement agreements, uh, sort of the, uh, the things to make life, easy, the, the low-hanging fruit. If that's par for the course now for Practice Ignition, wouldn't it be nice that... PI actually becomes a customer engagement, customer enchantment platform where beyond the engagement agreement, helping companies like ours who believe in NPS scores, right? Um, Net promoter scores, and helping us engage with our customers. Oh, I'm not saying like creeping in too much into the HubSpot world, but You really could be butting up against the CRM, butting up against, and everybody throws around CRM. I don't really care about the CRM. What I care more about is like uh, helping us communicate with our customers in real time and be able to capture critical feedback. Because let's face it, you guys have all of our customer data. Because if it's not in PI in this business, you're not a customer. That's kind of our rule.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think currently we're integrating with some workflow software that is sort of filling that need for us, but um, definitely so like
1: Zapier and stuff like that. Like
2: we're not too, <laughs> but, definitely, but definitely, you know, we'll continue to build on our platform and, you know, the customer experience is certainly top of mind for us. So as we will continue to build that out, love the suggestions and the feedback, and we'll certainly take that on.
1: Yeah. I love the customer experience platform.
2: So cool. Do you have anything else to add, Sarah? No, thank you so much for having me on. It was great to join today. I love listening to your podcast and I'm happy to be a part of it for today.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. And say hi to the team over at PI. and Well,
2: you have a great day.
1: All right. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye, Sarah. Cool. That's fun. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's so important to focus to think about the customer experience that, and uh, uh, those first three months, especially with a service-based firms. That's super critical. Yeah, in contracts and engagements, whether you're lawyers or architects, you know, pretty much any service-based business where there is a um, there, there's a sort of a tail end to the sales cycle, the mm-hmm. the contracts, the pricing, the scoping. I think systems like PI, we almost take it for granted. Like if you're in the contracts department, it's just going to be a cluster. You're going to kind of have to hang out there for a little bit and kind of go with the flow, if you will. And that's not fair, right? Because for our customers, um, they are taken care of during the marketing. They're taken care of during the sales process. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why that the engagement agreement, a contract function needs to be, uh, a blockade right mm-hmm. um doesn't need to be a hurdle and i don't know maybe i love lawyers I'm my best friends but i sometimes feel like um we the lawyers are kind of they, they create this connection for the customer kind of said it another way um every sale does not need to be an enterprise sale right an enterprise sale does require lawyers be involved, five different iterations red lines the works right legal department is legal department you know not every Contract needs to be that way. Not every contract can be that way, especially if you want to like do value pricing for your customers. How do you pass on value to the customers? You you have that standard terms of service, just like Facebook does, or just like any, any 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 SaaS business does. Um, as a service provider, you can have here is my here are my terms of service, and that uh, makes those conversations more more efficient. Yeah, and uh, we don't think about it this way, but. It'll- having systems like PI and uh, more standard approach to terms, and ser- terms of service, it is a good way to also weed out customers that potentially were never meant to be your customer. Right. So that's sort of maybe the darker side of uh, that. <laughs> but anyways, what's, what's up for the rest of the week for you? You know the uh, the FPA team is in town this week, so uh, it's been it's been fun. They have yeah. been uh, distributed across the country, as I'm sure you listeners, your teams have been, uh, and so been fun to be in the same room, be able to kind of work to some degree the way we used to. Mm-hmm. That's so that's been fun. So a lot of it, a lot of the time has been focused on some of the customer work. And Not to mention the team late nights, had dinner with them last night, which you was did. which was uh, which was nice. outside and warming up here in the northeast yeah and we're we're taking them out for some uh summertime cocktails with uh, a few banker friends today that will be fun so yeah no it's been a great week it's nice to have them back in town uh, i also think it's important for the training and development right so next week we have a new a new hire uh riley hunt a recent uri graduate we're excited to have him on he's gonna be a, one of our newest financial analysts obviously griffin's here and uh, having a team back in town for some training and development and some camaraderie always a good thing always a good thing definitely cool, cool. on that note we'll see you next week first uh, sales oh, all coming on, on board to the uh, podcast post sales, about the post sales. customer engagement, <laughs> engagement. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> forward Cheers, to it, Bye. okay steve that was good that's a wrap for this week's raw
0: take that was great thanks for joining us we'll see you next week the raw take for ceos